The Clement Bagnatella Show live from uh, Soshanguve for our special broadcast around policing and crime and safety issues in this community. We just finished a conversation now with the Lieutenant General Dibel Lomusikidi, who is the Deputy National uh, Police Commissioner, who is making a commitment to this community that as the police officers, they've had the community's cries and they will go and go back to the table and re-strategize and come up with solutions around uh, the challenges that they have. Uh, I'm still here with the community members. I want to uh, speak to some of them. Uh, Colleen Masamola is from Ward 29. Um, Colin from Ward 29, uh, called Block AA. Uh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Colin. You are part of the community patrollers, I'm told. Uh, just help me understand, uh, Colin, what kind of work you guys do as, as patrollers here in the community? Uh, first of all, good morning, social movement community, and thank you, Clement, and 702 listeners. Now, as patrollers, we try to fight crime as much as we can, but we are only patrollers. We are not police. We are not. There are some things we can handle, some we cannot. Mm. However, during load shedding, that is when we have the highest crimes, especially at night. Even the police are not exempt from crimes that are, that are going on during load shading at night. Mm. Because one problem we have, they know where the cable is stolen, where, the, where, where, where every time the, the cable is, is being stolen at night. Why don't, why don't they start their cars and go and patrol at that, at that particular, particular place where the cable is being stolen? They know it's one, one place. And, and, and another issue is drugs. At Mapane, Mapane Station, we have Red Hat. It's right there next to, next to Mapane Station. They know who's selling drugs, they know who's doing what and what, but they will never approach such a person. We as patrollers, we cannot, we can, we cannot intervene in, in, mm. in issues like that. So we want, we want the police to come and account, like Mapane uh, Red Hat. It's either Red Hat or, or Central. They must come and address the community about cable theft, and drugs, because those are the big issues that we have in the communities in, in social move. How do community members feel about the SAPS? Do they have, because often what you hear is they've lost so much hope we've that lost, they put we've your lost trust, their trust in the patrollers. In, on the patrollers. We've lost all hope from on the, on the police. And it's, it's, it's actually going to go back to, back to load shading. Because ne? now, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not, not, not low shedding, like uh, drugs. Mm. When you see, you know, e, e, the people who, who actually do cable theft and everything, are, are, who, who are they? Are people of Nyaupe. These parents, they know. Even those, those children, they, some of them live, live in the same, in the same street, mm. it, even in their houses. They cannot go to the police and report them. They say, it's your child, deal with your child. Mm. So the police are not doing their job at the moment. How, how safe is it for you guys as patrollers? Because you safe. don't have... It is not. It is not safe at all. We trap. We, we 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 patrol at night, and the the one thing I want to I want to point out with with load shading and escom. We cannot have a politi a politician running running escom. We cannot we cannot have Sputa Ram Ramukopa as a politician going to to do an, an electrician's job at escom. We need Sputa as a politician to get the hell out of, out of ESCOM and go to ANC and do politics. Mm. Sputa Ramokhupa, if you get this message, get out of ESCOM, 
go to ANC and do politics. Period. Thank you, sir. Colin, thank you so much, um, man. Uh, yes, and, and the community there seems to be responding in agreement with you. Um, Velikoza, you, you are the Sanko Regional Chair. Um, you want to talk about Juku Lane. Uh, I mean, even the, the Deputy National Police Commissioner, when she spoke about Juku Lane, she acknowledges that that's a crisis on its own. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And let me greet all the listeners of 702. I think maybe I should speak in our mother tongue, if you allow me Yes, to, please, you're so comfortable. So that uh, the people can be, be able comfortable. to share. Be comfortable, yeah. Ke meze mo katro wa sanko, rata horere mo Afrika borwa, reswaba unko hofeta mo lo mo khobane, eri ayarona, edi tenu tukibu chuku tsehebe, kebole la tata kasosha nguve li chukulei, rebonu mo ilo nkhorba tuwaba nchibabu lawa, enri nakala khorma podisa, badira kholo khonye khulu, because so we are losing confidence on the police release chap. Mm. Mm. What is going on, Kojukulain? What is the biggest issue? Actually, Kojukulain, the challenge is that the drugs are the main issue. The school is sensitive to the people who are not going to be able to do drugs. The rifle is not going to be able to do the rifle. The rifle is not going to be able to do the rifle. The rifle is rifle. The rifle is not going to be So that is why we are losing confidence on the police. Because but Babulai were always a good jugule. But whoever won a barley pillabang in that area, because Len Nalehekil or Chepperson, I'm living in that area, a Vituang, a jugule. But Batava Horetela, Helvishi, Huko, Jugulein, Ocas or Darily Pizza, because they are not delivering Uber High Feet, Hiko, the no goes Yes. And we are very much disappointed the government because a satellite police station and then the government so and I mean, the community members are clapping to that, um, Veli, and I think th- that's how a lot of communities feel now. Bafilahore, they have been so failed by the police that they want to take the law into their own hands because they feel, what are the police going to do w- w- when they get here? How do we get community members to understand that is not the way to go because that ends up getting more people into trouble? Because I understand the frustration that they have. But what other option is there? How, how, as community leaders, do you say to them, as failed as we are by the police, let's try and avoid going through that route? <laughs> Her government, the problem is that the government is not 
o fitlhela e le gore yo metropolis mapodisa a patelo chelete e leng go tlase he ba patelo chelete e leng go tlase ba palla ku ristusa because ba leng gore bana le chelete ba khona go capture the police so government i make sure gore e patela ba 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 direli ba yona gore ba tle ba khona go ristusa because ho ka levela le di metropolis mo tsile mo le heng ka tsa makisna license ba ipatlela fela chelete se o sa bontsa gore mayor o ba dimile increase ha ba tiba increase ba nya ka chelete ka moro na ba palla ku yeah. Is there no police station in Jukulet? We are having no police station in Jukulet and we requested a satellite police station in because we have spoken to the government of Tswane, we have spoken to the MEC, we have spoken, even the minister knows the area that we need a satellite police station mm. in Jukulet. Well, Feli, thank you so much, man, um, for so passionately and honestly um, helping us understand even issues around Jukulain, which is one of the most feared places here in Soshanguve. It's 16 minutes Hello. after 11 o'clock. We'll come back and continue this conversation with community members. 702. The Clement Manyatela Show. Let's walk the talk. It's 19 minutes after 12 o'clock. We are still live from Soshanguve. We've been hearing from community leaders. We've heard from uh, local journalists, a presenter from the Soshanguve uh, Community Radio. We've heard from the national, uh, the deputy national commissioner um, who was joining us a little earlier on. I want to bring in now Grandi Tennyson, who is the MMC for community safety here in Swani. Uh, MMC, thank you so much for making time for us. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Clement, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, thank you for, for, for coming to join us here with, with the community members. Uh, uh, from the work that you've been doing as uh, MMC for community safety, what have you gathered in these communities like Soshanguva when it comes to the levels of crime? Well, firstly, I, I must say it's, it's almost out of control. It's very high, the levels of crime. If I take a look at the statistics uh, ending for the period July 22 until June 2023, it's quite alarming to see that uh, murder, one every four days in this area, uh, common assault with the intent to inflict aggressive bodily harm, plus minus five per day, robbery with aggravating ex- uh, circumstances, three per day, rape, one every 40 hours, Burglary and residential premises, two per day. Theft, three per day. Drug-related crime, two per day. Hijacking, one per day. So it's very alarming. But um, before I continue with the statistics, I I need to distinguish between the role of the Metro Police and the role of the South African Police. South African Police is predominantly responsible for crime combating and crime prevention, whereas the Metro Police uh, have a different role to play in support of the South African Police Services. So our primary tasks are, first of all, it's traffic control, Second, secondly, and it's not necessarily uh, uh, inferior to the other, is bylaw um, enforcement, and thirdly, it's crime prevention. So, um, in, in terms of the last, that's where we are playing a, a supporting role to the South African Police Services. Um, so, if I look at the crime statistics in the area and the um, approach that we are taking, we must remember one thing, and I'm not using this as an excuse. 
we've had a dysfunctional metro police for quite some time and we are fortunate we are changing the situation in september we appointed a new uh, commissioner of metro police commissioner yolanda faro a very well experienced person uh, who uh, have been through the ranks starting as a traffic officer in the city of cape town and then uh, going to the level of assistant uh, metro police chief in cape town there she moved to Coberga or Nelson Mandela Bay and she actually established the Metro Police there. She was there now for a period of five years so we are very fortunate in getting somebody of her caliber and since she's been here uh, there's been a tremendous increase of uh, visibility by the Metro Police discipline is being restored within the Metro Police. Is that only in the in, in town, in the city or are they actually coming into these communities, those no. Metro Police? No, it's right throughout the whole city of Tswane which includes these communities. We've had various operations in the past couple of weeks in townships, in and around the city itself. So it's definitely not limited to a specific uh, specifically to to the city itself. What, what, what is the solution now? So beyond just hiring someone who's able to help increase visibility around a metropolis, there's, there's a lot more that needs to be done in these communities, MMC. And I don't know if you are in conversation with the authorities within the SAPS so that you start working together because some of the things you may want to fix, that's not in your jurisdiction. You don't have the powers to do that um, as the Department of Community Safety. So when, when you look and you hear the issues that have been raised by these community members, all they want is, what is the solution? How are our lives going to be different now that you know what is troubling them? Well, firstly, um, you are quite right. Um, we need to change things. And that's exactly what we are busy with currently. We're in the process now, after having appointed a new commissioner, we are also in the process, the advertisements will be going out very shortly for three new deputy uh, chief of polices. And uh, from there, the next step is to do a complete restructuring exercise throughout the Metro Police Department, which will focus on specific areas such as bylaw enforcement. Um, We've already established a steering committee to review the entire bylaw uh, operations uh, in the city in all uh, areas of the city, in the seven regions. Um, That one is already starting with specific uh, research and um, we are looking at a multi-dimensional bylaw enforcement center establishing that. That will be working together with the regions. Now, as you know, um, Sochanguvi is, for example, it's part of region one and we do have a metro police station in this area. That's the one area we are looking at. The other area we are looking at is a community safety directorate. And the intention of that is to get all the communities to work together, including the South African Police Services, the CPFs that we have in place, neighborhood watches, and other uh, alike community organizations to take hands because crime cannot be fought by a single unit. We need the entire community to get involved. And therefore, we also in uh, November, the city adopted a very new uh, approach 
what we call a CUP. And, and that means uh, it's an acronym for Community Upliftment Precinct. Now, in that regard, we are going, entering into a service level agreement and a memorandum of understanding with the various communities. Yeah. Um, and one of those aspects that we are bringing into there is to uplift community safety with the cooperation of the community out there, the people on the ground. Do you come to these communities to have these conversations with them? Or do you come when 702 is here in Soshangove? How often do you engage these communities? I um, do come and the intention is to increase that once we have the structures in place. The Community uh, Safety Directorate will be specifically one of the tasks will be engagement with all the communities. Obviously, I cannot do everything on my own and therefore we need a department to assist in that regard. But yes, I do come. I attend uh, various CPF meetings when I'm invited. Um, I do attend it. Recently, I was in uh, Olivero at Bosch in a similar situation, engaging with the community there. Mm. Well, uh, Grandi, uh, Tiniasen, MMC for Community Safety, thank you so much uh, for making time for us. I really appreciate it. After the break, we'll have the latest in eyewitness news headlines, and then I'll bring in Dr. Chris DeCock, who is a crime analyst, um, also a former police officer. He's been listening to the community members. He's also been listening to um, the authorities from the SAPS. He's listened to the MMC. What does he think of all of this? Let's walk the talk. This is Clemens Maniatella on 702. It's 11.32. I want to bring in now Dr. Chris DeCog, who is a crime analyst and former uh, police officer. As we've been broadcasting over the last two and a half hours here in Soshanguve, he's been listening to uh, the concerns that have been raised by communities around safety and security He's been listening to what the MMC had to say, what the Deputy National Police Commissioner had to say, and some of what the community leaders um, have had to say. Dr. DeCock, thank you so much for joining us for this special broadcast. Good morning. Uh, Thank you, Clement, and uh, good morning to the listeners. So you and I have been talking about how things have looked since the late 90s up to where we are now. And maybe you can start us off with the late 90s. So let's go back to yeah, history. I, I would like, clearly like to go back to the late 90s mm-hmm. because in the late 90s we had similar situation. We had very high crime levels. Our murder rate were actually totally out of control. And then in the early 2000s, around about 2003, the government had the political will at that stage to say no further. We can't take this any further. Mm. Uh, We have to do something. South Africa look bad in the world and it will cost us this investment, all those kind of things. So, So in 2003, targets were set for most crimes, the contact crimes especially, uh, robberies, murders, those kind of things. And... um, and it was actually managed from the top, from the president at that stage. Mm. Uh, at that stage, the National Commissioner were the late uh, Commissioner Salebi. And what happened was that there was a lot of... Uh, there were two uh, strategies. The first one was what they called the geographic approach, where they actually did an analysis of an area on a daily basis, identify hotspots, link cases with each other and then base the policing on top of that. Mm. And even from that deduct where there is organized crimes. 
and then your intelligence gatherers will focus on that. That had a lot of success. We brought crime down, high visibility on top of intelligence, mm-hmm. brought murder, and murder is one of your best indicators in the world. I mean, that's a one that you can trust. Other crimes can be manipulated figures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it brought murder down when I joined the police in the late 90s, so middle 90s. It was about 25,000 murders per annum. And by 2012, by 2012, it was down at about 15,000. Mm. So, despite the population growing in that mm. years, I mean, mm. the population were, 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 were growing and there was people, influx of people from other countries. But despite of that, it, it came down. And that was because of the geographic approach. And on the other side, there was the organized crime approach. So, so uh, there was a lot of focus on organized crime. Mm-hmm. And to, 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 to gather intelligence, to identify the who's who of organized crime. Mm-hmm. Who's behind mm-hmm. drugs, who's doing it, motor vehicle, theft, all of those things. And those syndicates were then infiltrated mm-hmm. by undercover agents and they were taken down. And that is how you, but now, today, if we compare that today, from 2012, things went the other way. From 2012, our murder started to skyrocket, mm-hmm. and we are back at the 25. We are actually now above where we were in the 90s with many of our crimes. Now, what is wrong? What is wrong? Point number one: I want to start with the politicians. There is no political will. It seems this government have no will to 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 restore things, to fix things. I mean, you can take any aspect of the of of life. Uh, I mean, we can start at electricity. We have heard here now that, you know, when there's power failures or when mm, uh, mm. there's this uh, blackouts, this what you call it, uh, load shedding, then there's high crime levels. So we can look at any aspect. Let's just stick with policing. Mm. Let's just stick with policing. I think the minister is still trying his best. But but it doesn't seem he have got the backing of of the of the government. I mean, more money should be spent on policing. That's I mean, the, they that's did the, cut funding even in, for, yeah, for crime they intelligence. Cut they, they even moved to a smaller police service. And that is what gave us this crime that we now experience. Mm-hmm. And, and crime intelligence, uh, they cut back on crime intelligence, but crime intelligence is actually should be rebuilt. Because crime intelligence was so politicized at a certain point mm-hmm. that you have so many factions that they were gathering intelligence on each other mm. instead of focusing on the on the syndicates. So there's a lot to fix, but I think if there's a political will, that will help a long way. Yeah. And then and then what we'll have to, they must go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. You analyze your crime on a daily basis in a station like this. You know exactly where is the hotspot. You have to explain why that hotspot is there. Mm. So you have to go, if there's a hotspot in this street, at that time of the night, you have to go and observe what is happening. Oh, do yes. they have capacity to do all of that? Well, no. I, I must say, even there, according to my knowledge, the capacity have shrinked. Uh, a station like this, in the old days, when I was still there, would have had four or five analysts mm. to analyze just the daily crime, to, to go and observe why is this crime happening there. Mm. But I think even with that, what they have left... They should try their level best. And then they can even use their resources like their vehicles, their 
their, their human resources. They can use it much more optimally because now you start to focus on real trouble areas. Hmm. And you, even if you shift the crime then to other areas, you must immediately know I've shifted from A to B. And then mm-hmm. you concentrate on B again. How important are informers for informers the police? Informers are very important. The problem informers is a lot of them are saying, I don't want to work with the police anymore because even in the way we're being compensated doesn't cover the risk they have to make yeah. as community members who come and speak to the police. I, I, I think the risk is very high because you may... You may give information to the police and you don't know that information Especially might go Especially now to that the, the system is corrupted. Yeah, the police yeah. officer may be working yeah. with the very same criminals that's you're trying to expose. You are, you are giving information. So mm. it become a high risk and logically people would need more money for that mm. uh, to, to take that risk. Mm. Um, but I also must say, I think the community can do a lot by joining the CPF structures. They must actively join the CPF structures. Look, it is a danger, the CPF structures and the patrollers, you know, the people patrolling, they, 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 they are very vulnerable. Mm. But I think if they can join and then the police station must take that CPF on board with their planning, they must uh, grow the confidence between the CPF structures and the police. Mm. There must be absolute confidence and the CPF structures must keep the police accountable. Mm. They have the, the ways, they have their channels up to the top where they can communicate that we have a problem with the police here. Mm-hmm. Too many of them are corrupt or, uh, or they are not doing their work, they are lazy mm-hmm. or they are not focusing on the areas which really make a difference. Yeah. As we wrap up, uh, Dr. De Kock, what is urgent to do right now? Because the problem when you're dealing with issues around crime is yes it's great to have these long-term plans but the community is suffering Mm. now this community is feeling unsafe now many of them are going to go home and lock themselves up at 6 p.m not because they want to be locked up in their homes Mm -hmm. but that's because they feel unsafe yeah no no that's true and what what do the saps what does government need to do right now if you were to advise the police minister the president now what needs to be done to protect these communities i think immediately the police must go, must do their work with whatever scarce resources they have. Even if they have only two or three vehicles, they should have ten, but they should use those vehicles optimally. They must patrol at night. They must get more participation from the CPF. The patrollers will give some safety, uh, you know, in the streets so that people can move around and start to get used to the fact that they can actually and 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 if they catch anybody who who try to rob people in the street hand them over to the police and and the other thing that government should immediately do is to spend more on intelligence gathering and on 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 detectives mm. because also on detectives we are on a on a very we don't have all the capacity that we had in the past but there should be a political will Mm. and that can be from today there's no way that they can just run away from their responsibilities okay dr chris de thank you so much for helping us make sense 
of where the problems are, where the successes have been and, and, and what we can learn from that. I hope the authorities are listening. The Deputy National Commissioner has been listening throughout, to us throughout. She promised she'll continue listening. So I hope they'll take um, some of your advice uh, to heart. Because mm. all we need here is to have these communities protected. Thank you so much okay. for joining us. It's 18 minutes now before 12. Hello, January. Let's walk the talk. This is Clement Maniatella on 702. All right, it's 15 minutes before 12 o'clock. We are just about to wrap up our special broadcast live from Soshanguve where we've been discussing the community's concerns around safety, around crime, around service delivery as well. And one of the big problems that came out throughout our broadcast over the last two hours, 45 minutes or so, is the issue around utilities. Um, is the problem, even with the, the billing issue, has come out a lot. Um, even during the discussion I had with the community members. So we got a call from Temba Fossi, who is the MMC for Utilities, who gave us a call to respond to the community about the issues they've raised. But before I take that call, I want to bring in one of the community members here who also has been having problems uh, with billing issues. Uh, good morning, uh, Mama. Lekai. Rona, Lekai. Bichana, <laughs> And and then by the relaying no ba buletse go go diragalang okay more so it's like 20 um let's see so 25,793 Thank you so much for, for calling us. I uh, want you to know that um, as we speak to you, there's a speaker here, the community that we've been engaging with, with here uh, will be listening to you. Thank you for calling us. Good morning. Good morning, Jamie, and thanks for um, taking my call and this is a limited time that I have, but um, I must say that we are accountable to the residents. We need to come out, especially when there's instances like this to us. Yeah, so the, the community has been raising a lot of issues around utilities, uh, billing challenges as well. You've been listening, you've heard what they've had to say. What's going on? Okay, um, first let me just um, rather take uh, this opportunity and say um, service delivery uh, mainly again has been hindered by the uh, crime in the areas where we cannot go to certain areas to uh, restore power outages, provide uh, basic services that are um, um, uh, supposed to be received by residents due to crime or having our officials being uh, marked, robbed, others to a great extent being hit. 
um, which is one. The second part, the issue of billing, it is a, a, a tedious issue that the city is actually working on. So we it, we can't have a holistic approach on the billing. We need to have a one-by-one exercise with officials so that we can be able to sit down and break down because it's not a one shoe fits all um, so far as the billing. We're different because in the township uh, area, so if I could um, um, go to a great extent, um, um, is that you don't find the Gogo staying alone. There is a provision for a POP um, for our Gogos who are staying uh, by themselves or maybe with a few um, 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 residents in the in the yard. However, you find that there is what we call back, backyard dwellers, which under normal circumstances for socioeconomic reasons, people are migrating to the city and then they rent rooms in in their yards. And then now the, um, the consumption is quite higher than what an average go use. Um, there is a provision of water, uh, but it's free for those that are registered as indigent. There is a provision of electricity also to those that um, cannot be able to afford. But now, you don't, you, a gogo can't use huge amount of electricity on a month when, when, when she's staying alone or with two or three occupants in the house. But because of backyard dwellers, you have, you'll find a huge amount of, of um, uh, consumption happening. That's the second part. The, sh- the third part also is that the act of vandalism set, um, uh, and theft of our infrastructure um, illegal connection, which is happening in the you find businesses that are registered as residential zone in a residential zone, but uh, been built as, resid- as residential instead of being built as business. You find people having built multi multi rooms, they're renting rooms to beggar um, uh, dwellers or whoever. Um, for, for obviously for, for, for issues of, 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 of money, um, having to pay whatever that is due to them. So there's quite, it's not a one true fit all, there's quite a number of uh, uh, things that are attributed to it. However, to the Gogo that just called now, I can be able to give my number so that I can be able to expedite her issue so far as understanding what is happening on council that I can be able to explain it a little bit better. Okay, I, I will get you in touch um, with the Gogo we've just spoken to. We'll get her details here. Um, and then we'll we'll send them to you so you can you can resolve that crisis for them. How okay, often do no you visit these communities, um, uh, Temba? Because the problem is, when we come here, when 702 is here, that's when the deputy national police commissioner can come, and the community will say we're seeing this person for the first time. The MMC of community safety is here. Community says where have they been on along? So as MMCs, you are serving these communities. These are the issues that they raise. How often do you come to interface and engage with them so that you hear from them directly and you are able to work with your department department to resolve their issues? As I speak to you, um, and I'm currently in Hammond Square, I'm trying to understand how we can be able to intervene as the city, seeing that we're going to the adjustment budget so that we can prioritize whatever that we, we have in making sure that the break and fix date and uh, day-to-day um, service delivery is committed out for residents so as we can be able to assist and augment where we have failed as the city or where we also understand that Clement, um, uh, the city is not doing well financially. As a result, we're trying to get as much revenue so that we can be able to provide the basic services um, to our residents, make sure that there's a clean street, make sure that there's um, stable supply of electricity, uh, water and sanitation pipeline that is all um, dating like 30 years ago that is supposed to be changing at this point in time so that we can have yeah. spend capital expenditure and so forth. There's quite a number of things, but as I speak to you, we do go to um, instances in the, in, the, in the communities, in the township areas to be able to check what is happening and how to yeah. process. Have you been to Soshangove? Yes, I have. Several times. I mean, the issue of Sosangubo, mainly, especially when coming to electricity. Do you, do you hear that? That's, that's a community in the background saying, no, no, no. Can, um, can, can uh, I suggest? Uh, yeah, Temba. 
Yeah. Clement, let me just, just, just uh, let me just um, give you this. Uh, we've got sure. documented uh, documented proof of when um, um, he was in social welfare. What are the interventions mm-hmm. that we need to do to make sure that the JJ substation and all the other areas, whenever there's no trading, these people cannot be able to come back because of huge amount of illegal connections that is being connected into infrastructure. It is a problem that with every land that is available, you have communities who are invading the land, tapping into the uh, grid of um, water and sanitation, tapping into the grid of electricity, which is a problem to us. Remember, there's a okay. certain amount of a substation that is meant for a certain amount of people who are residing there. But if you have way more than what the substation can be able to handle, it is going to be a problem time and time and again. I understand that this yeah. point in time, the frustrations, but there are other interventions that we're trying mm-hmm. to put through to make sure that we augment what we, we, we are currently failing. But I can tell you that in the areas of social group, if we were to deal with illegal connections in a holistic approach, they would never have issues of um, power that is not restored simultaneously to and overload whenever there's um, load shedding. Yeah. Remember, the network was not built with load shedding in mind. The load shedding damages our joints, damages our infrastructure, and to a great extent, it even uh, plays okay. into the slavery of people who are are coming into our system and be able to yeah. uh, steal our cables and vandalize our yeah. instruments. Yeah, Temba Fossi, let's do this. So I'm here at Sochangube F West, um, and I would like you to make some time to come and talk to the community. I know you've been to other parts of Sochangube. Would it be fine if I get you in touch with some of the communities, community leaders I've met here? You can talk Most to definitely. them. You and your team can come. Lovely. We are the elected. We are elected politicians, Clement. Yes, we are elected and, officials, yeah. um, Clement. We need to go back to and our that's what we want you guys to do. We want you guys to be on the ground and not in the air-conditioned offices in the metro. So you hear directly from what's affecting the community. Thank you so much for calling us, Temba Fossi. I appreciate I'm your time. With you. I'm with you on that one. Thank you very much. Thank you. Temba Fossi is the MMC for utilities. All right, we're wrapping up the broadcast now. I want to hear from, from the communities. Yo, um, Mama, Lutwile, Relutwile, Lutwile, Le, Baitapele, Gorbarengi. What would you as community members like to see? I mean, we are heading to the elections now. Politicians are going to come here. They'll be kissing your babies. They'll be eating lunch with you. They'll be lying to you about too many things because that's what happens election season. What are your hopes, Mama? Yo, uh, it's a difficult question. Uh, okay, we have tender the problem is a run. Na personally, kina le challenge kiti meruwa kima wone kiloda mawone a disappear. Haki ako officing wait bata ofa reference number and then bakurarza makoko mang 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 yako mang mang. I on how many occasions kirumelwa go a certain bra ab. Bari ene utabu seza mawone awakako. Hake fitla kwa eno mplela kore. On sa thousand five, it's an barking. Non-negotiable. No, non-refundable. Non-refundable. Non-refundable 1.5 kucheka li bokso lakako. And then, na I can't reverse mawone akako ultimating. Mm-hmm. But everybody in the building tells me he can make that happen. On two occasions, skill loser my one a thousand rand. Mm-hmm. Two occasions. And a hike to a kamoli kiawa. 
What do you want to hear from the political parties that will be coming here to campaign for your vote? What do you want them to hear? Talk to them. Aba respected voters. Aba respect about being into office and let them barifedi services. Hey. Mama, thank you very much. Abuti, what are your hopes? Yeah, I get when I come to Kabul and getting a vote to Hedita, but the Gabu Nishagar. So now, Hedu has never voted to the Fela, but a mile, and then that is useless in training to Ellington until Pila Pilea Quatis. Honabanangre, Nakito complaining about mocking, illegal dumping. And then this illegal dumping could still get a time. Ho, ho, ho strike you are municipality workers are strike. So those people are cost of dumping money, corner dumping money, place in Sailor So now, and then the place next to me, try to apply what, what, what they say it's an adopter spot. So I've tried to, to say this, this place. Community residents of around here. But now, my, my, my application is, is is not taken. I don't know why. Mm. And then this thing, you're not uh, 765, yeah. block AA. That was earmarked for a, a, a park. Yeah. So suddenly, from 1999, this thing, so now it's whereby got 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 2016. apply. like adopt a sport. The last application here, get 2021. No, house. Well, Habuti, thank you. I, I just want to wrap up with Mum Cynthia here because uh, we're running out of time. Kuparum shapele matzo, Mum Cynthia, because he you sent us an email. Inviting us to Soshanguve. Yeah, I had to. This is my home. This is your home. And if my home is not is not safe for me, then, and I'm not gonna leave because everywhere else there's a problem of something. But on our issue, let me just to quickly say we didn't talk about R8, the spikes mm. that they are putting on R8, mm. and robbing people and keeping pe- killing people. It's also a big problem, and we just need change. If each and every pe- person that says I'm working for the city of Tswane can do their part in their own space we wouldn't have this problem and this twenty-five thousand, as much as it's too much for mama it's nothing compared to others if i can say each and every mama they brought their accounts mm. if you can check them it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands mm. and you find that the person five years ago was on pop now he she's no more on pop now the the the, the old uh, uh, account is coming back she's owing more and those things for us, it's a problem. Hence, we are asking for a flat rate. Each, if, each, if, if each and every household can pay 150, 
and I'm estimating in social movie we are a million plus. Each month, City of Tswane will have 150 million in its account each month. And uh, communities, residents have said, we will pledge, we will even sign a contract to say every month we will pay this amount. Cynthia, thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for um, inviting us to come in here from the community members. Thank you to the community members that have also been here throughout the last three hours are joining us and yeah thank you to so that's them there in the background thanking 702 and thanks to you for listening to uh, this special broadcast of the clement manyatella show live from soshanguve f west in swani